It's HPR, All Things Considered, and I'm Dave Lawrence with a fun interview today, and it's got a huge Hawaii connection to rock and roll legends, the Rascals. On a Sunday afternoon. Yep, those Rascals. So many gigantic and important tunes. And a huge part of island music history. The Rascals are back through Sunday at the Blue Note Hawaii as leader, singer, and keyboardist Felix Cavalieri returns and joins us. What's your child do to my heart? Brother Felix. Hello there. Hello there. Hey, bud. A huge mahalo, gigantic aloha. Thank you, man. Thank you. Well, you know, Hawaii is a special place for me, man. That's a good note, actually. Hawaii memories, courtesy of Steve, the mystery emailer. We'll see just how special it is to you. According to Steve, and let's hope his stuff is right, we're putting it to the test here. In August of 1966, Young Rascals making their Hawaii debut, Five Nights, First Teen Fair, Blaisdell Exhibition Hall. Ticket price... One dollar. At least 30,000 people <laughs> attended it over five days. <laughs> what do you think? You got any memory of that? Oh, of course. You know, we had the really, really good fortune of being extremely popular in the islands. Uh, I remember it vividly. I remember uh, bringing my dad out there. He was out at the uh, Hickam base or something like that when he was in the army. And he said, man, there was one hotel when I was here. And that was a pink one. Right. And a royal, royal Hawaiian. Hawaiian. Yeah. <laughs> when he saw it, and this was in the 60s, he went, oh, my God, I should have bought land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's only one of the memories. I, I, I mean, I have so many. Uh, ohana, Ohana, Ohana. Yeah, man. Oh, well, that's right on. We decided to do, we said, we're going to do island hopping. In those days, there were no shows on some of the smaller islands. So we did Bowie. We did the Big Island. We went all around. And what they did is they declared like a a day off from the plantations and from the sugar cane. And uh, we did it mostly in the street. That's some special stuff. And Steve noted in 67, also tours that brought you to Kauai, Maui, Hilo. Some of the other cool things about you guys, in addition to all these, these incredible shows, and you guys, like you said, had quite a history through uh, the year 71, it looks like, doing shows here in the islands, and then at least one more in 2000. You also have this book that came out recently, Memoir of a Rascal, cover photo courtesy of Linda McCartney. Now, tell us the story, because you've got some great stories. First, meeting the Beatles and Linda, any relationships that developed. I know you ended up in Ringo's band in 95, but take us all the way back to the beginning when it first happened, how you remember it. Well, basically, uh, when I first started out, I was in college. I was a pre-med student at Syracuse University. Took a summer off with a band that I had called Felix and the Escorts. Went to the Catskill Mountains. A group came in by the name of Joey D and the Starlighters. They saw me. They went to Europe. Their organ player quit. They called me up. Instead of going back to college, I went to Europe. Nice. There was a group opening up for Joey in Germany and in Sweden. It's called the Beatles. So I saw the Beatles before they came to the United States, and it kind of made my mind up to be a musician. Because first of all, there were all these beautiful young ladies screaming and hollering. I said, hmm, this could be a great career. And second of all, I heard what they were doing, and you know, I said, man, I can do that. Little did I know they were some of the best 
songwriters in the universe. But at that time, you know, it looked feasible. And fortunately, it was. They were opening for you guys. They were opening for Joey D's band, yes. When you think about developing any kind of relationship, what sticks out? Yes. Uh, you know, I mean, I toured with Ringo, as you know. We, I did the Ringo Star All-Star Band. But I was uh, mostly uh, connected with George, George Harrison. Okay. Uh, because of our kind of beliefs, you know, um, we studied uh, like with gurus. You know, he's, they studied with Maharishi and, and we studied with Swami Satchidananda. Huh. During one of our trips to uh, Oahu, we brought him with us. George Harrison. Nope. Swami. Oh, OK. It was magic for us because it was such a special uh, treat to have, you know, a man like that right. with us. Along for the ride for something like really. And when you talk about a totally different kind of thing, but a musical guy, and he's got his own connections to Hawaii. Todd Rundgren's self-titled debut, he produced it. He's an interesting guy. He's pretty quiet. He only speaks when he, when it's needed. And, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> we've had a relationship for many, many years. You're in the Billy Joel video for Hey Girl. Explain getting to know him and share a fun Billy Joel story. Well, I, I met Billy when he was a young, young man trying to you know come up in the music business and i i kind of spotted his phenomenal talent in those days and uh i borrowed his drummer for a while uh, he had a drummer by the name of liberty devito right uh, we've just maintained a relationship over the years you know he works in madison square garden almost once a month right the residency every time and so when i'm in new york he's kind enough to invite me over to sing and i come over and do at least one song either come on up or good love you know, uh, he was with a group called The Hassles, and I remember coming to see them, wow. you know, and, and I don't remember playing with him until, like, actually he became Billy Joel. Wow, so it was that early. You played with Springsteen once at the Tribeca Grill. Yeah, well, you know, as I say, the, the New Jersey uh, commitment <laughs> uh, and vice versa. Yeah, um, I did a few things with, uh, with Bruce, uh, especially uh, a lot of benefits. You know, after 9-11, we did a benefit because a lot of the people who were at that building right. came from the area and, and where he lives, mm. Jersey. They take a ferry over to Wall Street. Right. So, uh, yeah, we did it. We did a few things together. You enjoy hanging with him? Well, hanging with with a, with a, with a man like Bruce Springsteen is, is almost the same as hanging with Beatles. It's almost impossible. <laughs> right, I get it. I get what you mean. Oh, it says so much. That's a great answer. I mean, you also did this other. I look at this gig as a huge one. I mean, you've done so much, as we've pointed out here, but. Uh, Madison Square Garden, the Atlantic Records show in 1988. One of the few Led Zeppelin reunions. They had Jason Bonham on the drums with the three surviving cats. What was that night like? Anything that sticks out when I mentioned that night to you? Oh, yeah. That was the 40th year anniversary of Atlantic Records. Yep. Wow. Average white band. I mean, there were so many wonderful memories there. The Atlantic family was different from a lot of the other record companies. It was really a family until it became like to the late 60s and early 70s. It was a very close knit bunch of people. Wilson Pickett, Otis Redding, you know, uh, Sam and Dave, Aretha Franklin. There was a kind of like a camaraderie there when they put that 40th year together. We all stayed at the same hotel except for Zeppelin. <laughs> and we, we, I don't know why, but they didn't. And it was just, uh, it was phenomenal. The music was great. The hang was great. It was just a wonderful event. You mentioned some of those Atlantic people and Aretha and stuff. Who do you remember like having the most fun with or, or reconnecting with or an original era memory? I mean, at the studio, we had involvement with Otis. He came and tapped on the door one day and he said, my God, they are white. <laughs> 
Otis was a very, he was a funny guy, man. I mean, you know, the chairman of Atlantic Records was Ahmet Erdogan. Yeah, yeah. Otis used to call him Omelette. <laughs> Omelette. Omelette. <laughs> Now, that's the kind of atmosphere there was around there. It was it wasn't it was so different from some of the other record companies, which are more corporate. That's fantastic. As as we go to wrap it up with you today, the band was known, I read, for refusing to tour on segregated bills. You think of the climate in the country today, you think of maybe some of your experiences back then. In a lot of ways, it's kind of like you bear witness. You saw some of this stuff, I assume. What was that like when they actually did something like that? It's unfortunate the south, uh, the, uh, the southern part of the United States, uh, you know, was very different from, uh, you know, where I came from, which is the eastern part. I remember, you know, uh, when I was uh, traveling down there with uh, Joey D, who had an integrated band. Okay. I remember going to a gas station, they wouldn't give us gas. I remember going to a town, they wouldn't let us stay in the same hotel. But you see, the thing was that a group came in, I think it was a young whole trio, and they said, man, thank you so much. We never get to play for white audiences. And I says, you know what? Thank you so much. We never get to play for black audiences. Why don't we get together? So simple. Why can't it be? Such an inspirational thing. And as we wrap it up, what's a song you'd like me to play on the outro here? And you can pick it. It can be whatever one of your hits could be grooving, could be whatever you like to have on the radio. Well, you know, because you mentioned the climate of our world right now. How about people got to be free? Let's do it. Ah, you're an animal over there. And that's a great yeah. pick, man. Felix Cavallari rascals and he's back he's coming through hawaii first time in a while it's going to be through sunday at the blue note hawaii and you have fun today i did giving you big hugs you made it so easy god bless you man thank you ah you're so welcome that's how we do it pleasure so aloha everybody and we'll see you soon thank you so much felix thank you my friend all the world all the sun.